This is the Your Kick-Ass Life podcast, episode number 80. There are actually no links and resources in this podcast episode, but if you would like to share this episode, which I would be honored if you did, you can do so by going to yourkickasslife.com forward slash eight zero. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. Happy freaking new year. I am so excited that it's a new year. Um, maybe it's because I'm a life coach. It's just in our blood that we get excited for these types of things. You know what actually makes me more excited for like a fresh start is spring. Ever since we left San Diego in, when did we leave San Diego? It was like 2011. And we moved places where they're actually, the seasons change. Spring is like, we're starting over. That's when I feel really motivated to get going and stuff. But the new year, of course, always brings motivation and, and things like that. And, and speaking of motivation, I am very excited to tell you that coming up on the 11th of this month, I am putting out again, I'm hosting the, the Kick-Ass Courage Project 7-Day Challenge, which is a free week of courage challenges to specifically help you around the areas of your inner critic, because who doesn't deal with that, and worthiness, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. So if you head on over to yourkickasslife.com forward slash seven day challenge, that's all one word, you sign up, it is free, every day you get a fabulous and beautiful, I have to say, worksheet where there is a courage challenge. And the best part about this, you guys, I've run this two times before. Over 3,000 women have gone through it. The best part about it is the Facebook group where everybody comes together. It's women only where we can talk about our struggles and all of these things that everybody deals with. And the thing I hear over and over again from women from the courage challenge is, oh my God, I thought I was the only one. It's so refreshing to know that I'm not alone here. So I would love for you to sign up. There's a contest involved where you can win some amazing prizes, uh, including copies of my book. So it's at yourkickasslife.com forward slash seven day challenge. Each one takes you about 10 to 15 minutes to complete. If you want to dig deeper into it, you can certainly take more time to do that. But it, they're really short and I'm just really honored that people say how much their lives can change over seven days of doing this. I put my heart and soul into these seven days and I hope to see you there. So switching gears a little bit, really on the same topic of motivation, used to be a runner. I don't even want to say I'm a runner anymore because I haven't run since June. <laughs> Let's be honest. I used to run a lot and I did a 10K uh, at the very end of June and uh, it was really hard. And as I'm running it and I'm like, I don't think I like running anymore. And it was kind of sad. And I was like, I think that this is, might be like the end of an era. And I did not run <laughs> 30 feet <laughs> since then. I just, I think I'm either taking a really long break or I'm just sort of over it. It just doesn't bring me the joy and satisfaction that it used to. So I actually haven't even really worked out since then. I mean, I, I took a real break. And now here we are in January. I'm actually recording this. It's it's still December. Like, I'll just be honest. But I am feeling it. My body is kind of like, okay, we need to move and exercise. Please do something. So I'm listening. And 
what I have decided to do is actually one of my clients did a Spartan race and it sounded so awesome that I decided to look into it. And I've done, I've done a mud run. I've done uh, like a short obstacle race when we lived in San Diego that actually hurt my vagina. Like, all right, I should probably explain that. Sometimes words come out of my mouth, you guys, and it just, they're out before I can even think about them or stop them. I got it from my mother. If you met my mother, you'd be like, oh, <laughs> my mom's actually worse than me. She has less of a filter than I do. So this obstacle course thing had like these big wooden barrel things that you had to sort of like straddle and jump over. And I guess if you were tall enough, you could probably jump over them. You'd have to be pretty tall, but you had to kind of climb over them, straddle like, and there were a lot of them. So after the race, like the next day, I could not figure out why I was so tender down there. And I'm like, what happened? And then I remembered what happened. So that was interesting. I probably didn't even need to tell you that. And I've done a half marathon, which I never wish to do again. I've done a couple sprint triathlons. And I, I do love racing. The adrenaline, the energy that's there, it's always really fun. And I, I'm always up for a challenge. So I looked into the Spartan race thing and I was watching these videos on YouTube because I wanted to see what the obstacles were like. And I'm like, how much mud is actually involved here? By the way, a lot. So I'm watching them with my daughter. She's six now, and she's pretty funny. And I tell you guys stories about her pretty often. So we're watching it, and she's watching, and she's like, oh, there's girls in there. And I'm like, yeah, there's girls racing. Do you think mommy could do this race? And she watches it for a few seconds more, and she's like, she started laughing. She goes, no. (laughs) So now I have to. Now I have to do the race, right? Okay. Let me get on to today's podcast episode, and it's a blog post. Uh, you guys know that you can go to yourkickasslife.com forward slash 80 to share this or leave a comment if you'd like. I would be honored if you shared it. <laughs> Basically, here's what happened. H- how this whole thing came about, how this post came about. I have a client, and we're going to call her Stacy. asterisk, not her real name. She got a really difficult assignment from me, and I asked her to sit with the emotion and feeling of joy. And you may be wondering why in the world would that be so difficult? I mean, isn't that what we all want? Isn't that why people hire life coaches in the first place to find and feel joy, right? So let me explain. The women that come to me for help, time and time again, y'all are serious go-getters. They're extremely good at doing things for everyone else and putting themselves last. They do one project and are quickly on to the next. They set enormously high expectations of themselves, which they can rarely reach. And if they do reach them, it's at a huge cost and mostly because it matters what other people think of them. If they ever reach the expectations at all, it comes with a huge cost. They struggle with perfectionism, people-pleasing, isolating, and the need for certainty and control. Why do, I'm going to say, why do we act that way? Because I'm there with y'all. We act that way because the other way of being, standing up for themselves, being imperfect, saying no, letting go of the outcome, all require being vulnerable. And being vulnerable has an unstable outcome and possibly a painful one like failure or criticism or judgment. So they just don't. They do what they know to stay safe. In their minds, they protect themselves, you know, not being vulnerable in your mind is protection. Vulnerability is just not a way of being for this type of woman. So what does this all have to do with joy? My very 
godmother, Brene Brown, tells us that in her research, she learned that joy is the most difficult human emotion to lean into and to feel. Why? It sounds counterintuitive, right? Because we're usually waiting for the other shoe to drop. We're so familiar with the feelings of disappointment, failure, and even grief that to fully embrace joy is entirely too much of a risk. It's like allowing yourself to climb a ladder. And you expect to eventually fall off that ladder. So the more rungs that you climb, the more it will hurt when you do fall, right? So it's safer to just climb a couple of rungs or none at all, just stay on the ground since the pain is inevitable. So essentially you're making up that you can control the amount of pain that you'll eventually feel by controlling the amount of joy you let in. So again, joy is the most vulnerable emotion to experience. I mean, raise your hand over there if you have ever rehearsed tragedy. The minute something great happens, you think about the disintegration of it all. Like assuming a new relationship is going to fall apart like the last one, or you make excuses for great things happening in the first place. For example, if you got a promotion, you might think, well, as soon as, this, as soon as somebody better comes along or the economy goes to shit again, I'll probably get sacked. Because to sit in the joy and happiness is extremely uncomfortable for most. So incredibly uncomfortable that we just avoid it altogether. So back to Stacy's assignment. A typical high achiever, perfectionist, control addict, I gave her a challenge and I asked her to email 15 people that she knows care about, that they care about her a great deal and ask them to tell her in just a few sentences why they like her or why they love her. What is it about her that makes them care about her so much? And her response, you would have thought I asked her to clean out the underground sewer system. (laughs) She admitted the thought of that made her physically sick to her stomach. And I Skype on video with my clients and she was like, (laughs) she was so incredibly uncomfortable with it. And I asked her, like, how would it feel if one of your friends asked you to do that for them? And she said she'd be more than happy to oblige. But to A, reach out and ask them, and then B, read the kind and loving words about her was incredibly uncomfortable. It was a one-two punch. To lean into the joy and love was hugely vulnerable. And you know what the underlying issue also is? Worthiness. Who am I to have all this love? Who am I to deserve all these people in my life that love and accept me for who I am? What if they knew I really struggled sometimes? What if they knew how really imperfect my life is? Would they still love and accept me if they knew how flawed I was? Any of that sound familiar? It probably does because I know most of us are singing that same song. And it's easy for me to sit here and tell you, You're worthy as you are and all that beautiful, important stuff. But babe, the real work is sitting in it, sitting in that uncomfortableness where our brains are telling us, this is unsafe. You need to run. But the reality is if we don't sit in that vulnerability of feeling and experiencing joy, you can't experience it. Joy doesn't exist on a surface level. Joy is in your bones and in your cells. It's to feel like your heart may burst. It's to feel it and get to that place of uncomfortableness and sit with it a little bit longer. 
to recognize those thoughts of rehearsing tragedy and making excuses and wanting to push it away and instead choosing to stay with the joy. So I invite you to look at your own life and ask yourself if you are really feeling joy or are you pushing it aside because it's too risky? This is your choice. You can stay quote unquote safe or you can choose joy. It's entirely up to you. Uncomfortable, but still your choice. And this isn't actually in the in the blog, blog post that's on my site, but I wanted to add something that I just thought of. And hopefully it'll be, it'll be helpful because I'm actually experiencing this as well, just as Stacy is. We, as a family, the Owen family, we had a hard time when school started <clears throat> just a few months ago. My son had, my son is um, on the autism spectrum. He has sensory processing disorder as well as anxiety disorder. And second grade threw him for a loop. And if you have a special needs child, I mean, even if your child is neurotypical, a child can throw an entire household upside down when they're struggling. And that's what happened to us. So September and October were rough for the Owen family and we made it through. And now we're on the other side of it and things have settled down and he's doing a million times better. And so we're all doing better. My daughter's doing great. Um, My husband's really well. Our marriage is really strong. My business is doing really well. My friendships are really strong. And so you know that moment, like when you look around and you're like, shit, (laughs) what's coming next? And I found myself one morning, I woke up and I was still kind of in that like half awake stage And this was just a couple days ago, actually. And my husband leaves really early for work. So he was already gone. And I thought to myself, and it was raining that day. And I thought to myself, he commutes maybe, I think his commute's about 30 minutes. I thought, like, what if Jay got into an accident? And, you know, and I I have no reason to think that this is true. But what if he gets into an accident? And then I kind of imagined, like, how would that even work? And then, like, imagine, like, the police coming to my door and the doorbell ringing and I'm in my pajamas and I'm climbing out of bed and, you know, two policemen are standing there telling me that my husband's dead. And I'm like, you know, and I caught myself within that second that I was rehearsing tragedy because things are so good in my life right now. And I was, found myself daydreaming about what if it all fell apart. And that wasn't just, like, imagining me and him getting in a fight that was like imagining my whole world unraveling and you know and that took what maybe five seconds and so my point is is that if you do that which I think sometimes we all do whether we imagine something horrible happening to our children or we imagine ourselves getting fired and what would we do or something happening to our parents or people we care about I think you know it's it's normal behavior I I do think most of us do it But the difference is, is recognizing it quickly and recognizing what you're doing. So in that moment, I knew I was rehearsing tragedy because everything is going so well. It is uncomfortable for me to sit in it and to feel worthy of all of this magnificent joy that I have in my life. Um, So hopefully that personal example helps. And again, like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, yourkickasslife.com forward slash seven day challenge is where you can sign up for the seven day courage challenge that I've run a couple of times last year. It was amazing and I've switched it up a little bit to make it better for everybody. 
And I am excited to see you there. Yourkickasslife.com forward slash seven day challenge. It's free. And I hope to see you there. Until next time, I will see you out in cyberspace.